Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love The Real Housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another episode. Now, full disclosure, I was being very on top of my work schedule. I had this episode topped and tailed and ready to go a solid day before it debuted. Like sometimes Mondays is when I finalize everything and schedule it for the next day. This week on a Sunday, I worked, I worked away and I said, let me get this episode in. And in the original intro, I was like, and you know, if we get a Beverly Hills trailer during the week, I'll react next week. What happens around five o'clock on Monday when I have the episode in the can? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for 24 hours already and Beverly Hills trailer comes out so I went back and forth I kind of went oh I'll wait a week and I thought no I couldn't do that to you guys I needed to get on top of this and have the discussion because I'm very excited so much like the way we got into the Jen Shaw of it all last week I felt it was only right to break down the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 11 trailer and then of course we'll have our amazing interview with Esther O'More Donahue, which is a really funny episode. So there's lots to take in this week. I should say as well, um, I'm recording this <laughs> on a Monday evening, and as you can probably hear, the seagulls where I live in Dublin City Centre are <laughs> they're going crazy. So if you hear some kind of uh if it doesn't sound like amazing audio, I apologize because I kind of weighed up trying to find a quiet time to do this versus just doing it and I'd rather have my Beverly Hills chats that you can all enjoy with a little bit of seagull noise than not have them at all. So let's get into this season 11 trailer. Okay. So <laughs> We kick off with this whole group dinner, two truths and a lie situation, which leads them straight into the Erica Jane of it all. Even, and shout out to Dan Calabrese from Come Through Queen, who's been on the show recently, and he's, um, he's co-host of an amazing Real Housewives podcast called Come Through Queen. He pointed out that if you go to bravotv.com and read the press release for the new season, you get a lot more tea. So the press release and the trailer both lead all the Erica stuff, right? So immediately we have the women asking, hey, what's the story? We have Erica saying, I thought I'd be with this man to the day I died. To the, Oh my God, sorry, to the day he died, which... I think we all, <laughs> didn't we all feel like that? Like, weren't we all saying, Erica, just, just tough it out. Like, he's, how long has he got left? Come on. So that's interesting. We do have the other women asking her about it. Not just, hey, what's going on? It's, did you know the lawsuits are coming? It, there's Dorit saying, oh, you hear this about orphans and widows, like, you know, alluding to the allegations around the money being taken from victims of plane crashes and all that kind of thing. Um... Which is interesting. That stood out to me because Dorit actually stood up for Erica in February of this year. There was a a lawyer who's, I think, over some lawsuit involving Tom and Erica kind of saw a photo she had posted of her dog with her. And he was like, is this from her old Pasadena house? Da-da-da-da-da. And and, uh, Dorit stepped in saying, hey, this is bordering on bullying. Like, you know, innocent until proven guilty. And I remember at the time, a lot of people said, oh, why are you sticking up for her? So... We'll see. I mean, I've joked about it on the show before. Like, I still loved last season's moment where Dorit said to, to Randy, I'm sorry, I believe Denise. <laughs> so we'll see where they fall on this, I suppose, as the story unfolds. The Eric of it all, it's there. And we all know I'm a former Erica Jane apologist. So it's going to be a tough season 11 watching my girl EJ go through this. My former girl, I should say. And we'll get into the sudden of it all in just a second. And, and uh, her clash with Erica, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. Um, the other sort of women... In true Beverly Hills style, you get the impression there probably isn't a crazy amount of storyline happening. This Bravo press release talks about the fact that Kyle is struggling with the idea that her daughters are growing up. Like, okay, that's been Kyle's thing for like how many seasons now? 
Lisa Rinna is launching her own beauty line, as we see, as we've seen the last few months. There's a lot of stuff about her daughter Amelia's relationship with Scott Disick, which I think is interesting because that's a very Kardashian thing, not just because he's part of that world, but because there's something very Kardashians about playing out your sort of love life stuff in the public eye, but also addressing it on the show. Also, shout out to shout out to BravoTV.com for this line, release really, Rinna's storyline, which says, when she is finally ready to release her long-awaited lip kit line, Rinna Beauty, Lisa worries that the timing might work against her with everyone wearing masks. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, well... <laughs> We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll have to wait for that one, won't we? Dorit's storyline is all the wedding dress stuff and her online of wedding dresses. I'm curious because Dorit for me is less a storyline character and more a who is she going to stir the pot or side with? Because let's face it, some people on this show have really involved storylines that involve their real life and some people are there to buff up alliances and be a go-between and that kind of thing. So I'm curious about what Dorit may or may not get up to this season in terms of, uh, I guess, the other women. Garcelle seems more in the mix than last season. I'm hoping the fact that she probably couldn't travel to film and knew she was doing the show for a second season means that we'll see more of her. I know she took up a job on a US talk show called The Real. She's part of a panel on a daytime talk show that's very popular and she's filming the show. So I'm sure she's still going to have lots in her plate, which seems to be her vibe. So that's kind of, you know, the main gals. Of course, now holding a diamond this season after a strong showing as a friend of last year is, of course, Sutton, who's now going to be full-time cast. Um, And she seems to be in the trailer kind of an antagonist in a lot of ways, which I guess you need on the show, particularly on a show like Beverly Hills, which always feels a little bit lacking in conflict compared to New York, Beverly, or New York, Atlanta, etc. So we have Sutton kind of Going up against new girl Crystal Kong-Minkoff, we have her stepping up to Erica, which Erica does not seem to appreciate. Now, this is problematic, but I'm going to say it. When Erica went into full demonic possession anger levels at Sutton for what seems like God knows what, I'm sure we'll see. I'm not going to lie to you. It's the most alive I've felt in weeks. We're still in lockdown here in Dublin. In Ireland, I should say. We're still, you know, we need any kind of serotonin we can get. And baby... I got the jolt I needed from Erica and Sutton. I'm not going to lie to you. So there seems to be clashes where she goes up against Crystal and maybe some gas where she says something possibly a bit insensitive around race. We'll see. But I am excited for more of Sutton, even if she ends up being a villain or an antagonist, because I think there was something to her arc last year that felt a bit unfinished. I think now we're getting more of it. It could be very interesting. And that leads us to our new fully new cast member Crystal Kuminkov who from what I've seen seems to come from a lot of like like wealth because her husband's a very famous uh, film director and I think she has money as well so I was pleasantly surprised in the trailer how she stepped to Sutton and certainly seems to be an interesting personality so that's interesting and then you know, th- those are two new full-time cast members but we said how last year Sutton was a friend of and this year we have a very interesting friend of edition described by bravotv.com as the utterly fabulous Kathy Hilton of course sister to Kyle and Kim Richards and has popped up on Beverly Hills over the years in cameo roles people have seen her on TV over the years she's I think at one point she had her own TV show called I Want to Be a Hilton or something so we have Kathy seemingly as sort of a goofy prankster who throws lavish parties like we're not seeing a lot of conflict from Kathy in this trailer which I'm guessing is a a friend of thing and b maybe 
she's not coming to the show for that reason because for me I've always wanted to know more about the Kathy Kyle dynamic because Kathy came off like a kind of a mother figure to Kyle because we know that Kyle's a relationship with her own mother is quite fraught so I'm curious and I'm just gonna say this maybe it's a little bit cynical I do wonder if Kathy is doing damage control for her reputation because if you saw the Paris Hilton documentary that came out a few months ago I don't think Kathy was it the end of last year I can't remember date, dates days have no meaning anymore I thought Kathy came off really badly in that documentary because if you remember a huge part of it was Paris Hilton talking about going away to this institution when she was a kid but she was essentially snatched away in the middle of the night and she has come out since and alleged a lot of abuse that happened in that institution and other people have come forward with similar allegations and I know now in recent weeks Paris has gone back there and there's been some kind of um legal recourse around a new law preventing this kind of abuse happening so I remember in that doc thinking Kathy came off somewhat cold and a little bit like she kept saying Paris I had no idea this was happening and I remember watching going please honey you fully knew so I do wonder if this goofy kind of prankster energy like oh I'm just so relatable in my mega million mansions thing is an attempt to maybe soften our public image or show a side of her that we have not seen before because I've always found Kathy slightly intimidating as a character and that's not the vibe we got from what we saw of her in the trailer so I don't know listen I have such a fraught relationship with Beverly Hills because it is not my top all-time housewife show like New York I'm buzzing to have back Atlanta even this season has been a bit stop start is still legendary even if you go back over the iconic seasons I've had over the years we're hopefully getting more from Melbourne in, in the coming weeks and months. Those are shows I'm obsessed with and I think of so much going on. Jersey this season has been electric. Beverly Hills always kind of has like tantalizing things and then drags out storylines. So I'm curious how they're going to navigate this season because they have a lot of real life drama kind of that's fallen into their lap in a way that hasn't in a while. But then we know they love to drag things out on BH. So we'll see it is coming back let me check the date it is coming back in the u.s on may 19th which means we'll get it the next day here so may 20th it's not that long away i mean i know in the uk people are sort of going back to real life a bit this week and over the coming weeks here in ireland we are still holding out hope for dates and changes and all that and vaccines and all that stuff so having a beverly hills date to push towards even if it's not my favorite of the favorite shows i'm always glad to have it back so I thought it was a strong trailer, but I'm also like, I've been burnt by so many Housewives trailers, you know, so we'll see. I'm trying to get my hopes up. So those are my thoughts featuring the seagulls of Dublin City Centre bleeding away in the background. I hope it wasn't too distracting. Um, But we also have a great interview for this week. So I've talked a lot now about Beverly Hills, but why don't we get into all their shows and lots of fun stuff with this week's amazing guest. Here is Esther O'Moore Donoghue on Housewives and Me. My guest today is a writer, voiceover artist, and host of the 80% podcast. And I know she's a real Housewives fan, because when I asked her about this, she said, oh, I used to have to go and find dodgy links down the back end of the internet. So I know she's going to have some long-term Housewives fans' opinions for me today. Esther O'Moore Dunahue, welcome to Housewives and Me. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to do this. It's finally, I can talk about Housewives like a total geekazoid. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Yeah, because actually when I started the show, like I would get random messages from people. I knew people I didn't. I'd be like, you should have this person on and you should have mm-hmm. this person on. But Emer McLeisett, who has been on the show, people will have heard her episode kind of around Christmas time. She was like, you'd want to get Esther on now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, like, great. Leave it with me. Because I was doing like a, a laundry list of names from like all around the world. I was like, she's on the list. I'll reach <laughs> out. So here we are. Thank you to Emer McLeisett for... Yeah, thanks to Emer. She's just below Elizabeth Day, Emer. She's going to have to wait a little bit. <laughs> I do know she's important, an important friend to you, but in the world, who is she? We don't know who she is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. So we mentioned there that you were the kind of person who has been watching so long, like the pre-Hey days, right, where we had to like find it wherever we could online. So how did you get into Housewives and what got you started? I honestly, I don't, I don't know because it was so long ago, but I... I don't know if I was even following it in actual real life time with the, the show, but I started watching clips on you on YouTube. And once it gets into you, you just cannot quit it. So like I, you know, watched it with when Joe De La Rosa was in it and Slade and. Wow. OC days. Yeah. OC days. And I don't know it's just such a comfort watch and they're so banana sometimes. And it was almost like, I think because he had to earn it, you really, I had to be like, and actually, I don't know if you did this when you're watching it on YouTube clips back on YouTube back in the day, like sometimes you'd get it if it was just kind of watching it just as the episode came out, you might get a load of links and they'd all be taken down after a while. But then when they put on like fake links and they would be like, they'd have this random person doing a fake English accent going, I'm sorry, this link has expired, but to click yes. on the notes and put in your credit card details. And it was like, why are they, <laughs> and you know, and your, and your data bird, then it's like, why is they doing this fake English accent? Just say, oh, sorry guys, the link is gone. Just basically sign up to our whatever. But they always had this fake English person and I was like, ah, Ah, foiled and you'd go oh, shut up shut up back into another ding, 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 tapping away trying to find another link come on and you'd be like ah mommy's after having a drink now let's go and watch the crazy american rich uh people you know in orange county so that was it and then i mean then hey you was a revelation i was like omg they're all there for me waiting and i can go back and revisit and stuff so yeah i just got hook it and I said hook it into me veins and I yeah I love them you've really nailed it like that weird experience of like dodgy websites and like <laughs> seeing a list of thumbnails of videos and being like yeah no. it's so funny and you and you know when and I remember like it was when it was an even number you know that's fake that's fake yeah you became an expert at like looking at the time codes and going that is not real that's gonna like, yeah you started with OC and you I'm guessing then you kind of dipped and dived into like every other city after that would that be fair to say well I kind of stuck to OC and New York for a long time then gradually I brought New Jersey into my diet and (laughs) and it took me a long time to get into Atlanta and I just was like and just the different franchises I was kind of loyal to those three um but now I am I just I'm, I'm I have an appetite for all of them and they all bring different things some of them are definitely my faves um over others but yeah for yeah I don't know I think maybe they were the ones most readily available as well at the start but then when I went on to Hey You I could find and this is not an ad for Hey You and I wish (laughs) I I wish wish they were we all don't we Mm -hmm. yeah I I think didn't Louise McSherry get some sort she got some ad last year with them or the year before but and I was like oh well done well done that is is the dream (laughs) the holy grail (laughs) that is the if I I could get if I get some sort of um, ad for Hey You and also for the Little Centre Isle my long term ambition is to be the Centre Isle ambassador for Little so they're what I I want people want 
Hermes and Burberry, not me. They're my two brands. That's what I'm going for, baby. Um, <laughs> it's as it's opened up. Yeah, I kind of go into more. But New Jersey was so good. Like Teresa was just so bananas the start. And we, mm-hmm. what's what's the one that went was in it then when she tipped the table over at her? What's Danielle her? Staub. Yes. Pay yes. attention, police. Oh, she's just deluded, in denial, living in a different story that we're all living. Just so good. So, yeah. And then New York has always just been just giving, just for me, one of my faves, even when the McCords were in it at the very start and they were so awkward <laughs> and so uncomfortable. It was just so great. And we have Ramona just being consistently just odd. And I just love them all. So, yeah. So it started with the OC, but. um. And the OC is kind of still, it's still good, but, and I'm glad that Tamara is out of it because she was too much of a stirrer. I was starting to not really enjoy it at all. Um, New York, New Jersey and OC, but now I'm an equal opportunities employer. Any, any housewives, let me let me have a look at them and I'll, uh, I'll tell you what I think. It's funny though that you, just because obviously on the show, I'm like talking to people who've come to the show in different ways. We have the people like yourself and myself who are like long-term mm-hmm. diehards, people who like, Start of Beverly Hills this time last year, like last summer, say. So, like, it's funny you didn't mention Beverly Hills at all. Like, I'm guessing maybe you watch it now, but it wasn't your gateway drug, which is unusual, actually, for Real Housewives. Oh, that's true. Actually, you totally forgot. But it's funny when it came on Netflix, I say you were the same, like, with my invisible cigarette dragging deep, going, oh, <laughs> oh, yes. Well, may you enjoy it on Netflix. I've put in years of blood, sweat, and tears searching for links, but enjoy it. Served you on yeah. a plate. <laughs> My laptop has viruses from this show, but yeah. enjoy just clicking. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Have fun. <laughs> have fun. So no, yeah, you're right. I actually, I totally forgot about Beverly Hills at the start because someone and someone that when you watched the Beverly Hills episodes that were on Netflix, you you just were reminded of, of the craziness, especially that of that dinner where your woman was yeah. inhaling on her vape. Um, like yeah, that was bananas. Allison. Yeah, Allison. Allison Dubois. I love that about <laughs> me. Oh, you're just like, stop. <laughs> I love that I know when you're going to get a parking ticket and die and land in dog shit and all your partners are going to cheat you. I love that about me. You're like, OMG. Yeah, these people are crazy. But um, yeah, so Beverly Hills, I forgot about some Beverly Hills mustn't have been part of my early journey into it. But mm-hmm. now Beverly Hills would be up there in one of my special top tier rosters. Um, although the cast at the moment, do I love the cast? Hmm. It's okay. I'm thinking about it, sorry, in real time. I'm like, yeah, you were like, hmm, do I? Do I need to get, send an email? Do I need to tweet Bra- and, uh, Andy and Bravo and just see what's going on? But no, yeah. Um, so, no, but I do love Beverly Hills and you may, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, that wasn't my, my entry level. But um, have I wandered very far off the question? What was the question? No, no, that's just, it's just funny because I've gotten so used to like people going, well, obviously I started at Beverly Hills. And I was actually like, it's funny to hear someone go, I was there from the beginning with the, the OC. very beginning, yes. As I knew I was coming on today, I went back and looked. I remember watching The Real Housewives of Melbourne. Um, and I was yes. saying actually this to Emery. We went on our daily walk yesterday. Sick of walks, as, uh, as are we all. But actually, we went to Emma yesterday and we noticed there was a new sculpture there. We're like, this wasn't here last week. They put something in the new in the, in the the cage for us to play with. It was very exciting. We're cage. like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, look, give them something new. They're losing their minds. Put something shiny in there for them. Um, but do you remember the Real House of Melbourne episode? It was just before a reunion. It was season three, episode 11, if anyone wants to check it out. Um, it was called Waterfront. Um, where Lydia was um, having to go with Petty Floor. I don't remember this. And I remember it was so funny at the time. And anyway, but it was like, Lydia goes, can I Spock? 
And I, she's like, can, yes. I, can I speak? And then Gina goes, I don't know, can you Spock? And they're playing like they're playing like this classical music in the background and they're really heightening it. And, and it was so stupid. And then Petty Fleur is like, you suck as a friend. And Lydia goes, go suck in your own fucking head, you idiot. Yes. Like the worst comeback line ever. It's like, Lydia, come on, Lydia, think of something funny and smart to say. And she's like, go suck in your own fucking head. But at times like that, I just scream laughing at them. They're like, it's so funny. Like, I mean, they're just brilliant women and um, you got to try them all. If, you, if you're stuck on Beverly Hills and the American ones, go further afield because they're just as mm. rewarding, particularly Melbourne. Sydney, I didn't enjoy. It was too negative, too aggro. Yeah, that's why they only got one season in that's Sydney. Why, like yeah. There was a story years ago about how they didn't want to do a second season on the Australian network because they were like, oh, it's just, it was just a bit too harsh and they couldn't sell it to Bravo in the US because Bravo were like, this is just way too mean-spirited. I was like, Bravo said no. Bravo said we can't air that. Like, how bad must it have been? I'm like, some of the shit that Bravo put out in Pump Rules and the American Housewives, they're like, sorry, Sydney now, that's crossing a line. <laughs> yeah, why was Sydney so, they were just so angry all the time. It was it was weird. They were coming in hot and heavy. It was, it was around. I was just going to say, they came in too hot. Like, I think Sydney was a funny example of, like, the beauty of Housewives, if you watch it properly, because I think a lot of people who... Even before this Netflix thing, when I got, um, they're all just fighting up the time and it's just, oh, I don't know if I'd want to watch that. And the beauty of Housewives when you watch it is the ebb and flow. Like there are episodes that are like kind of individual scenes and then packing their suitcase and it's building the, the tension before they go on a trip. And then the first night of the trip is sometimes a bit more mellow. And then by night three, they're all living together and sick of each other. Like there's a kind of momentum to Housewives and Sydney was all anger no momentum whereas the good housewife shows like they build and then there's a back and forth i think that's the magic of it that's true and like with i feel like with the orange county um franchise Tamara kind of had to go because she was too stirry and she was too mm. like I'm editing this I'm helping the producers I'm in and you're like I oh, just stop because there is a certain amount of like I, of course it's produced there's scenes set up and you know you know they have to get signed people to get you know Get, be able to film in places or whatever so of course it is produced but it's like you don't want it to be just too contrived and she was kind of just she was too on the side of the producers thought she was too clever and smart and it's like nah nah you need it to be it's produced but you need it to kind of be feel kind of real even though they are living these crazy unreal very privileged lives but it's a funny yeah when you watch it you go mm, this is too much like even Dorinda last season or she, yeah. she like, like you're like yeah this is not enjoyable she's too angry why is she transferring all her stuff onto Tinsley? It's this is yeah. just stop. Or when Kelly was having her her scary island moment, but yeah, like Dorinda is uh, who I like, but it's like she needs to just go in the sin bin for a while and come back. She can come back maybe with like Luann did, um. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's it's 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 when you're when you're well versed in the housewife universe, you you know there is the <laughs> ebb and flow, and you know when it's time for someone to just exit for a little bit. And and I, th- I think that's what's good about, you know, maybe Bravo. They don't completely, there's very few people who they totally, you know, you know, uh, red carded. They, there's always a chance to come back in. But, you know, if they're, they're too, they're getting too smart or they're getting too, some of them do lose their minds, you know, in terms of like their perception of themselves as this celebrity entity. And when that kind of yeah. gets, it leaks in too much, it can kind of ruin it, you know. Like even Gina in the Melbourne in the Melbourne f- in franchise is kind of she sort of has this like living legend kind of sometimes to watch her in it. It's like yeah, just it's it's too much. 
It's funny you mentioned that about because I think in a way what you've said there applies to like say Nini and Vicky Gunvalson who are now mm. not on their respective shows. But there is a story going around at the moment that they're filming the most the new season of Melbourne after obviously a big break. It hasn't been on for a couple of years. And there's a story, I think it was Daily Mail, some outlet in that vein was basically like, sources close to us tell us that this is Genius last season, she's over it now, da-da-da. And like, there was a lot of back and forth about even getting her to do another season. So you're right, it's that sort of weird thing. Like these shows take, not everyday people, because a lot of them are already wealthy and kind of extra, but it takes people who are not famous and makes them famous. And it's so funny, the longer a season or a person stays on the show, the more you're like, Oh, the fame has gotten to them. Like they're com- they're not filming because they're too famous now. It's not as fun to watch. Yeah, it's a very cer- a specific set of conditions. Um, and if they lose that kind of, it just it puts it off, and you're like, mm, I'm kind of enjoying this, but not as much as if, you know. They sort of yeah. have to be part of the team. It's like a, it was a teamwork to make the dream work. It's not just one. Like Bethany had that kind of sp- special status in in. Um, yeah. New York but she was just kind of a unique thing I don't know why she must have gone on really well with the producers because like like they said before all that product placement she got like oh, it was bananas she just got stop. away with murder yeah I'll never forget when it was it they did a, a ski trip and she had a skinny girl ski snowboard or skis or something wasn't there something ridiculous like there was something where they went on some kind of activity and she had skinny girl themed everything and I was like Bethany it's not like you happen to have the booze in the shot or you happen to have the food on the table like you had custom merch made this is so embarrassing I know but I mean still look she's a worth a hundred thousand million billion trillion euros so but how she got away with it I don't know it was yeah it was funny um but like she yeah she she made it work for her and that's what I think I think if they're smart like they'll go this is a great platform Let's have a bit of fun. I can maybe launch my bangles or my cabaret career or my whatever <laughs> on the back of this. But don't, you don't, you know what it, whatever. I think that was like, that was an early, I think like an OC, one of the cast members, the OC, um, or the Real Housewives of Orange County had her own like cuff line, you know? Yes, she, yeah. and she, and you know, sometimes they get the idea too far into the season. Like they haven't thought about getting merchandise together before. So they're ready. They're like, I'm going to start cuffs. I'm going to make cuffs. I'm making cuffs now. And you're like, oh, you should have started this at the beginning. Sell us the cuffs throughout the season. They can get them on your website afterwards. But um, yeah, they can kind of go, this is a great platform. I can use this and to go off and do me other things out of season. And then what do I know? But I mean, I do know a lot because I have watched them for years and years and years. <laughs> As someone who's watched for a while, if you, you mentioned there, like, for example, give Melbourne a go if you're new to it. Are there certain seasons or cities or whatever, or even episodes that you would suggest to newbies to the show? I was thinking yesterday, like, what's, what pops into my head? So like when they went to Morocco in New York, like that was just mm. so funny. Like Luan was just thought she was like the queen of the castle or the Riyadh and the way she like the way she would say Morocco we're in Morocco you could just get all this delusion all in one episode like it was so funny Ramona crying on the bed but facing upward so the camera could catch her like (laughs) yes remember and and that gif is iconic now oh my god yeah and then but and then afterwards when Luann and Alex went to um went for lunch and uh, she she said um, actually I, I have I have it here let me pull it up I took the 
Um, oh, I know the scene you yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> I know the so, scene you mean. So Luan was like a total drama queen for the whole trip. Honestly, like she ruled Morocco and, you know, she just was so bananas. Um, and she was really haughty <laughs> throughout the whole thing. So she met with, and Alex was trying to defend Ramona and the thingy. And this is what, this is what Luan said. Like, this is not even a proper sentence construction, but it was just in this kind of deluded, grandiose way that Luan had kind of taken on this character that she was the queen of the castle. You're the one that came to me and tried to bully me in my own, in my own salon, in my own salon. Like, we're just, <laughs> were you living in Paris, France with Marie Antoinette? When I, when I was having a wonderful henna tattoo and you came in and aggressed me in front of my guests. What does that mean? And then, so then, and then she goes, she goes, you came after me in your Herman Munster shoes. And Alex goes, um, they're Louis Vuitton shoes. And Luan goes, well, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. And it's just like, what a withering yes, put down. It's iconic. <laughs> so like that is, I think, I mean, I really like that season, even though sometimes it is stressful watching them, you know, but then there's kind of like yeah. an allusion to Ramona's marriage falling apart with the, with the snake charmer. And oh my God. Yeah. I think that's a good one, but there's, there's so many. And actually a lot of them kind of revolve around Ramona, Ramona doing turtle time in season six, Ramona modeling in season one. I mean, I think I just, yeah, I think New York probably is one of is my, up there my maybe my, my a top fave maybe Beverly Hills yeah. so yeah I don't know that's a good they're all good though they're all good. I know and it's funny because this actually when I was doing the chat with Elizabeth Day like we were sort of talking about oh like this part of this season like this show isn't so great but of course I'm still watching and there is that thing once you go down the rabbit hole and you watch them all weekly like even if it's a run of four or five crap episodes you're like I'm still here Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sticking with it like this sort of weird like unspoken agreement that you just you know you will watch every episode even if it's not a good season I think that is so particular to Housewives but what do you think of the latest season like what do you think of Salt Lake or, or like latest franchise so Salt Lake City I thought was it a great first like it had a really strong first season I'm excited to see where it goes they came out of the gate very strong and I think there's like plenty of interesting characters and they had what I liked about Salt Lake City was there was a bit of here are some existing relationships. Here are some new dynamics that we are now putting forward on camera. And then just the setting. It was a di- very different mm. setting to what we've had on Housewives up until now. What about you? They're, they were strong out the gate. They're very comfortable. And they they know what they need to bring and stuff. They had the looks together and everything. Um, so look, time will tell. I'm still on the fence about it. It's mm-hmm. Of course, I'll watch, I'd watch them like two flies going up a wall. But... I'm still, I'm still on the fence, but they're still really good. Um, but yeah, not a not classic status yet, but they are a strong cast. That's all I want to say. I just wanted to find out if you liked it or not. So yeah, they're good. That's the most, um, that is probably the most like, like faint praise I've heard for Salt Lake. Most people on this podcast have been like, I love it. Well, you're like, well, we'll see, won't we? You'll well, see. we'll give see. Give them a year. We'll see. Give me, give, give me give a, the, a bit yeah. more Vanderpump energy to it, and maybe, maybe we'll get into it. You're slightly withholding with your price. So you, you were kind of saying to the girls of Salt Lake City, "You're going to have to earn it next season," and in a way, yeah. I think that's good. I think that's fair enough. I mean, look, it's tough at the moment, <laughs> so you really have to really uh, entertain me, mucho, mucho grande, before I will give you the Esther gentle nod of approval. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about Salt Lake City, which is like a recent addition to the Housewives canon, but we do have a bunch of shows airing at the moment, so. Let's do a little check-in and see where you are. How are you feeling about Real Housewives of Atlanta at the moment? I like Atlanta at the moment. It's really good. I mean, it's tricky because obviously they're they film they were filming at a at the height of it. But the like the whole Bolo thing when I watched that episode, I was like, 
what the, I've never been at a hen party like that before. That was crazy. If you, you know, there was a stripper, if you haven't watched this episode yet or this season, there was a hen party or a bachelorette party as they call it. And there was a stripper. Mm. Was stuff going on with some of the housewives in the stripper? We don't know. But um, I wish that, what's her name? I've forgotten her name. My brain, it's Friday. It's Friday afternoon. Kenya. Kenya, yes. Kenya needs to stop. Please drop this, you know, uh, going on about who's does anyone sleep with the stripper and stuff like that but it's still a really good season I'm really enjoying enjoying Candy this season and um, yeah. she's great she's kind of like everybody just keep it real and chill out and just like you know um, she kind of brings it back down to earth and she's yeah um, I, I like her um, at the moment but I do feel Kenya I do feel really uh, sorry for her and it was really hard I think the last season when she was when her, her husband would come in I was like that just doesn't seem like a good this situation yeah. at all it was really hard like yeah, it's really it's really strange but yeah I've come to really like Atlanta and I think Portia is great and but obviously it was a weird kind of filming situation but they really having them they they made the most of a weird a weird obviously filming environment what do you think have you are you enjoying it yeah i think it's been like a slow start season i think atlanta and dallas you're seeing like really seeing how having to navigate filming in the like the certain peak parts of covid mm-hmm. and pandemic times was really impacting so now i feel like post bolo gate mm-hmm. cynthia's wedding has happened we're getting like there's certain storylines that work better than others, but I think everybody is finally moving in rhythm. And I actually, I'm now enjoying Drew and interested in Drew. When, when it started, I was like, Drew is on an island by herself, living out this really depressing marriage storyline. I'm like, put Drew in the mix of the women. And already, because of that, she's so much more interesting. So yeah, Curry's where it'll end. And I, they are filming the reunion at the moment, or they have just filmed a reunion. So I'm, And it'll be in person, I think, after half, they had to do one of the first like virtual reunions last year. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the reunion and I feel like I like the Kenya Marlowe alliance. I find that very interesting because they're both such strong personalities and they really do seem to like kind of have said to each other on some level, we're going to stick together now. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah, but I I mean, like they've like, I don't know, Porsche's kind of alluded like, oh, she just is kind of just using Marlowe to pull yeah. her in because she's on her own because I don't know. I do kind of get that feeling like Marlowe was wants to be because you know they all have strong personalities but sort of like wants to be kind of considered cool enough or good enough to be brought in by Kenya you know what I mean and Kenya's kind of tricky because she can really go for you if she yeah and she's relentless so it's like kind of make friends with the the bad girl but is she going to just she could also turn on a dime and then you know so maybe she's kind of just using um Marlo because she's sort of isolated a little bit but I do feel sorry for Kenya she's going through a lot but uh, yeah, it's funny. And when you watch the Atlanta season as well, you also look at their masks. You're like, those shields are doing nothing. <laughs> they should have a mask and a shield on. It's, I know. Yeah, you know, they're kind of rocking up. I've got a mask. Put a shield. Put it on your head. You're like, no. Oh my God. Yeah, germ transfer. It's so sad that we're like that now. But that's what, that's what we see. Are you watching Dallas? Dallas is kind of a funny one. I'm enjoying it. But again, they're sort of like, let's shove them off in a lake house and see what happens there. Yeah. It's just basically wide open spaces. Um, yeah, it's hard to get those kind of, you know, down to the nitty gritty of the storylines that we have come to love in the past. Yeah. So because of obviously what everyone's going through, it there's potential for different things. Like you could have Stephanie starting her business. She's sort of kind of coming, breaking away from her husband, moving away from her role as like looking after the family. She's trying to find herself and, you know, discover yeah. a life outside the house. And then it's interesting. Dander's kind of gotten more into her, you know, feathers and potions and crystals her and all that kind of stuff. Shamanic rituals. Yeah. But talking 
talking to her talking to her mum the other day it seemed like that is obviously a difficult situation when ultimately their, her mum controls kind of the purse strings yeah. and she's she's in her 50s now and that's kind of it's it's odd but I guess they're so used to it but the, her mum it seemed to be I know her mum was kind of in another season was kind of pushing her in terms of the business or not letting her in and stuff she seems to have been like yeah well if Dandra wants to shove crystals all over her head let her you know I you know and I, I, Mama D is it's it's just like the show takes on a new energy and a new texture when Mama D is involved and it's actually gotten so much better since like that part that Tiffany's birthday party where Deandra obviously got so drunk that she had that kind of argument with her mother that has just set the show into like high gear for me I just love the idea that we're getting like stuff that A would you know is super personal even though they're very wealthy and it's like very southern like you know family stuff like that is personal as it is but then the idea that like because Mama D is just so horrible to Deandra like she's just so passive aggressive and the idea that she would then reveal the secret on camera I just think is so like it's awful but it's terrific television it's such a weird weird dynamic I don't know because Deandra is kind of in this permanent child role like she but she kind of needs the, the it's just I think when you have the money if I don't know when you've got that money element involved it's just yeah Mama D just holds all the cards and she's gonna be like this is what we're doing and we're sh- I'm sharpshooting and and even like when she just completely dragged all the other women said well, well Tiffany has a job the rest of you just go shopping all day Tiffany ha- has a job yeah I was like I was like that yeah that was so good and I was like yeah you're right Tiffany is like well she's a different kind of tire because she's saving people's labs or whatever and you're like it is slightly different cut to Deandra with a you know a wicker man made of crystal with crystal earrings and like chicken feathers everywhere it's like it's a different kind of tire Deandra I know it's exhausting doing what you're doing but um putting a putting a, a doll's head on a stick and organizing a birthday party but um Tiffany's actually you know dealing with life and death and also during a pandemic so uh let's just give her yeah. a, let's let her off the um let's let her off the hook and yeah she kind of actually that kind of uh stopped deander in her track she's like mm, yeah you're right <laughs> actually because she yeah. kind of went in well we're all busy and she's like yeah she's yeah. busy uh, in, in surgeries <laughs> so it's different kind of busy um i just love yeah and i love as well like that i i think it's low-key one of the best housewife scenes i've seen in in years was <laughs> Mama D just been like they're just jealous like that's like me they're all jealous of mm-hmm. my mother. I can't do the voice but like <laughs> j- jealous I was just like that if anyone's like so much as looks at me sideways I'm like they're just jealous like, they're Mama just jealous and that, and that what your mom would tell you when you're small <laughs> yeah, sh- yeah they're just jealous of your your picture the, the picture of the tree and the dog in the park was a fantastic answer they're just jealous you're like yeah they're just jealous but yeah, obviously that's a line that Deandra's heard all her life she's like that's my mother's go to if anyone does x mm. y and z they're just jealous but uh, she's having a great time and her, her hair looks on point or is it a wig? She, um, it looks on point, so... Mama D? Yeah. <laughs> it's a wig. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I know, I just wasn't, I wasn't sure. But yeah, I love how polite you were. I think it might, I think it could be a wig. I'm like, it's a wig. <laughs> Maybe she just likes hairspray. I don't know. Some women do. So obviously we got a trailer this week for Will House of New York, the next season, season 13, which is coming, I think, in like four to six weeks' time. Like, I am living for it. So... Did you see the trailer and what were your thoughts? I'm glad Dorinda, obviously we knew she was already gone. So I'm glad she's off doing her thing. Yeah. Um, I feel, I was just like, Sonia, what's going on with Sonia? I just love her so much. And it seems, this seems to kind of have been going on since, in since the last season. I mean, it looks like they're having a lot of fun and obviously they were negotiating kind of pandemic issues as well. Like Leah had her top off and they were just, you know, 
but they all had the top <laughs> up. They were all shaking the tits, love. Um, so it seems like they're partying, but it looks like it's kind of been so like Sonia is out of control and they're going to have to like kind of slightly, you know, mind her a little bit. Um, but I mean, it looks a- action packed. I don't know. I'm I'm eager to see has, I mean, I think Luann sold her, her that, that weird around George Jetson house that she was living in. Uh, in Ups- <laughs> they were all so shady about it. It's so funny. And it probably cost yeah. like $500,000 or something. And they're just, it was yeah. unusual. And sometimes you feel like, Luann's trying to sell this to us. Like, oh, I love it. I love it here in the water, surrounded by nobody in my so ra- weird, rainy house. Yeah, it's like, yeah. that's what you it's hate. So, it's so peaceful, girls. Isn't it just the most peaceful home you've ever seen? <laughs> it's like, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And so I, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. It's, I obviously, I, I could, I love New York and they're, they always bring it. It's a strong cast. So I'm dying to see, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what's going on with, with them. Sonia, what are your thoughts? I do think it's funny, like in the trailer, the whole thing, Sonia's drinking so much. Oh my God. I'm like, guys, we do this every year. She gets <laughs> really drunk of- for the show and then she doesn't drink for like four months when she's not filming and she does like a full highway mountain juice cleanse retreat for six weeks and she comes back looking amazing like i've said this before but i really see sonia as like she she's like an athlete she gets she trains to get wasted on camera for like six to eight months yeah. out of the year and then she her body goes into rest mode like in my head she's like oh no i'm not i don't have a drinking problem i just act like an alcoholic on tv but i'm good like i feel like she actually could if she didn't do housewives she could go a year without drinking and she'd be fine mm-hmm. but she knows in some level where i gotta turn the the volume up on this. This is what I do on the show. Here we go. So I don't, maybe that's bad of me to assume, but I just don't, when they ring the alarm bell about her drinking, I'm like, yeah, but like, it's for the show. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It doesn't, um, is that controversial? No, no. But I think also Sonia is really entertaining. She is funny. She, she kind of just, yeah. mm. there could be a fire going off in, in the right, right of screen. And Sonia's like, mm. she'll make some sort of I love Lucy yeah. kind of face. And she's just really good at like, yeah. whoops, I'm falling over. I'm wearing no pants. She just really, yeah. She she is. She yeah. kind of has good kind of physical comedy, or whatever. When she even when she's pissed as a fart. But what is the new cast mem- member's name? And um, there's Ebony K Williams, and there's actually another girl who is a friend of called Bershawn as well, who I don't think was in the trailer briefly. But Ebony is like new full time cast member. She's the first full time cast member in New York who's black as well, which I think is like as so many people have pointed out, like. You know, New York is one of the most diverse Mm. cities in America. And the idea that they have gotten 13 seasons before they started to somewhat reflect what, if you've been to New York, what New York actually looks like is kind of wild. But we'll see. I mean, it seems that she sort of piled up at Leah and then she clashed with Ramona a bit, who, I mean, I think we all know Ramona is like peak boomer, probably has a lot of like problematic tendencies. Like, so I have a feeling there's not going to be, there's going to be some awkward moments at Ramona and Ebony this season, I would say. No, Ebony... I mean, you can't be a shrinking violent going into the, um, especially the New York cast. So she seems to be holding her own. But Ramona is just, I love Ramona, but she's so offensive and it's just so inappropriate. Like, why, where, but where did she get these notions from? Because obviously, like, I, we don't, I don't know their economic background, but I think Simone, or or Simona, (laughs) Simona, (laughs) Ramona is self-made, but she's coming like she's coming from the deep south and she was like, the way she talks about people, like she's very comfortable with, you know, getting people to unpack her bags, pack her bags, referring to people as help. And it's just so off the mark, especially if you've got a new black, you know, cast member historically. Like, it's just, she is her. her. She's very, 
very Republican in a way. Oh, she. I, I think I she is. She I, is. Yeah, and like, who knows whether she, how she votes and da 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 da. But I saw about that she has been spotted in Mar-a-Lago many a time. Oh, I think she's a Trumper for sure. Like, she's never said it, but we all know basically. And it's that very like a certain generation of American Republican vibe where it's very like I pull myself up by the bootstraps and I don't have to think about anything because I made my money. And so everyone else who's either making the same money as me or they're below me, it's very like. It's just awkward. And in a way, Ramona's genius is that she, as a reality star, is that she is absolutely off the wall and will say mad stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't think any of us would actually want to be in the same room as her. Oh so we'll see. I think this season could be interesting. Definitely. I mean, can you, you can imagine if you were in a restaurant and you're on holidays and you're like, here comes this American Ramona. You can imagine how she might be like, the service is terrible. She would just not be, she would just, you'd be cringing going, oh my God, that woman is just so loud and she's, but at the same time, yeah, that's what, the, like that's what everyone, they, you can see the cast members are like, oh, she exhausts me, but look, she's dancing like she's, I don't know, in Run DMC now. So, and she looks funny. So <laughs> let's just, you know, whatever. She's doing turtle time now. She's just, I don't know. I guess she's a nightmare, but also they just go at a certain point. They go, I give in. I forgive her. Who cares? Let's just go. Yeah. So I think it's going to be it's going to be a good season. Yeah, I'm living for it. And I'm curious, very curious about Leah's second season, because we know just how Housewives works. Like the second season for a newer character is always kind of make or break because Leah had I, I think one of the best first seasons ever oh, for a new person on like, the shows so yeah she came in through the double doors of the saloon kicking them with her glitter <laughs> you know cowboy boots on she's like I'm here yeah it was just <laughs> yes. so imagine like I don't know you don't know these people and she's just like yeah I'm gonna take my tub off and run around with a cheeky torch and just like try and fire you in a pool <laughs> do you know what these represent oh, <laughs> that was my, so funny oh my goodness yeah it, she's crazy and then and yeah, and I want, I think she didn't, she, I remember, you know, when they go to her, her apartment in the first season and it was like, oh, it's, and her, her rent was probably like 80,000 million euro a month. Yeah. Cause it's New York. Cause yeah. it's New York. And they were just like, oh, you know, putting little tissues underneath them. They didn't want to touch anything because they're like, oh, it's, it's interesting. It's <laughs> so it? small. It's you, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, don't, I mean, if let's, let's go back through all your stories, you know, she probably really did make all her money herself. So I think let her go. I think she's upgraded her apartment this season, but um, I'm sure we'll, I can watch and find out in a few weeks. I'm excited. I'm excited. I know. I'm very excited for New York to come back. Um, something I did want to ask you, obviously, you know, you're a podcaster and a writer. You do a lot of voiceover stuff. I think people will probably recognize your voice from, from many an ad over the years. And I'm sure you got to do accents and all that kind of thing. So I'm sure you're used to like, you know what sounds good on a mic and you probably know what you like to hear in other voices. <laughs> so are there any Real Housewives where you're like, they have a great voice for the old voiceovers or they have a lovely tone to their voice? I don't know if it's the, the first person that comes into my head is Teresa judice i mean just <laughs> okay she's because it's so distinctive like she could you just know she is straight away it's i mean if she's if you're going to brand your voice i mean she has it all sorted out yeah she's she's funny i think sonia could really could really sell something and of course luann she's got her her deep kind of husky she could sell microwave heinz beans no problem yeah with that with that hus- <laughs> with that husk but um oh my god i'm imagining like luann you know, like I feel like car ads are really big in Ireland. I don't know if it's an Irish thing or just I'm I, like you always see influencers doing car brand brand partnerships and there's always like car ads on like radio and TV here. Like I'm imagining the one being like, 
the Renault again for the girl on the go. <laughs> like something like that. Like search and see five four. That's so funny. I was thinking about unleaded petrol. <laughs> that's yeah, really boring details. That like who I, I was listening to. I was listening to a car ad this morning before I went on, and I was like, why are all at car ads like this? It's like it was yeah. the the Hyundai something. Sunday Independent called it the most revolutionary Hyundai X43 in <laughs> since last year's version. It's like, who does anyone? Who does the influence? Like, what is the? Why can't <laughs> the they be, scripts are always crazy? They're always yeah. really like this, intensive, and we're driving in the car and we're going here. I mean, why is it, does it ever work if they can go the new Hyundai? Da, 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 da. It's like no, you can't have a smile in your voice for a um, Hyundai or, or car ad. You have to be really serious. It's the most intense thing. And the reality of probably going to buy, say for example, that particular car is that you probably have like your two kids with you. Everyone's hungry. You're going to a car showroom on a Saturday and you're probably going to go to drive through afterwards, but they're selling it to you. Like it's the most important thing you'll ever do. But I think Lu- Luan could definitely do that. Actually, and what, I wonder what car, what car would Teresa sell? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a Fiat 500? Uh, <laughs> Something a Fiat five, I can't do, I can't do, can you do Teresa's voice? I can't do that at all. I would need to watch her, but it's, it is kind of, I, I can just do a general Jersey accent, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> she actually kind of she kind of has a, she doesn't really open her mouth she kind of keeps her face kind of neutral the whole time so she probably kind of yeah. teethy she's her mouth closed for a lot of it but I would need to study them before I performed my accents are there any is there any housewives voices that you like because it sounds like you are kind of good at going in and out of like just different tones of voice and accents because of your work like is there any housewives like voices that are kind of in your ear that you like to take the piss out of I honestly if I'm watching them that's what the, that's the voice you're getting um, I mean Dallas is kind of nice has a nice lilt but Bethany was so intense and da 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 now that's not a good Bethany voice <laughs> but I mean she's a lot of fun because and with Bethany it's so funny because she'd go through the same pattern of things <gasps> I grew up with one shoe and I had no money. I mean, I think she was raised yeah. in money and she'd be like, and I built this brand by myself. And then she'd be, oh, and they'd have to talk her down. And then she'd be like, you know, fabulous again, five seconds later. But yeah. Like but, rapid fire patter when she's back to normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah slaying everyone. And then everyone's going, <laughs> it was always be funny at the reunions. And they'd be like, oh, I saw your um, testimonial during the show and you said X and Y you know about me and she'd be like <laughs> yes yeah. so when she gets she when she's in the flow of being funny she can really like really slay you but she's got a good voice i mean there's a lot of different accents there to choose from i think um erica just that kind of oh erica almost the way she kind yes. of pre- like the renault mcgann you could hear her going sitch and c5 <laughs> yeah or she could do sort of you know what she'd do she'd have like a it would be like um i'm sure is there some car called the ibiza like it would be like yeah the you know so I would have some weird, you know, Euro dance beat in the background. She'd be like, oh, yeah, man. it would be kind of be like, um, what's her name from um, Shit's like Creek? Like, uh, la, 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 a little bit of that sort of Erica Jane and a little bit of Lex kind of mixed up, pum, 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 selling the, I don't know, Fiat Ibiza, the, the, yeah. And she'd be like, here, you're here for the ride of your life. And that would be it. The rental Ibiza or whatever available. Yeah, she's got a great voice. I feel like on the other end of the spectrum of like completely like barely interested in even speaking like Meredith Mark's been like, oh, I'm 500. <laughs> if you're done engaging, engage first gear. Like something really like, oh. That hello. sounds like Dr. Evil. <laughs> so who did you say? <laughs> yeah, Meredith Mark's. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. Actually, I... I'm not engaging. Duck, 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 duck. Give your father a hug. 
<laughs> I didn't even make the connection. But it does sound she like sounds Dr. like Dr. Evil. <laughs> but you know what? Actually, she is so good. I was actually, I was texting um, name drop alert, Louise McSherry when she was on because I was like, this, she is like, an 80s sort of ice queen she i could just you could just kind of rewind her and put her into some 80s um you know rom-com where she is like the evil girlfriend who you know tom Selleck is really going to get yeah. with meg ryan but she comes in in her shoulder pads she has got the best she's got a great voice it's sort of husky nasal i love her look she's sort of like she could turn into a vampire and just sort of flap away like a bat <laughs> She's sort of, she's so, she's got a great voice. Yeah. See, she's a newbie, so she didn't pop into my head, but she is really good. Yeah. I'm disengaging <laughs> from this conversation. <laughs> it's not serving me. Don't talk about my family. You're like, oh, okay. You know, you're on a reality <laughs> show, love. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the reunion, Andy, why would I talk about my marriage if these women are not supportive? And it's like, because we're on a shit talking, backstabbing, yeah. like low, like shit talking reality show reunion that's literally the job Meredith I still love Meredith uh, no I, I love her she's yeah she's cool but I I, I I wonder I hope she kind of opens up let us in Meredith because when they go too closed mm-hmm. off what's the point of you being here I love your ensembles but yeah. like you have to give us something and she has got great outfits like she's got great outfits yeah. but who is the other one in Salt Lake with the blonde hair who married the older man Whitney with the baby voice Whitney she's like up really high and it's a totally different thing <laughs> yeah so maybe we can get those two to duet don't go breaking my heart by Elton John and they can both sing different parts and it'll be she's sort of like yeah yeah she's like the dad in um Family Guy I could kind of see her do that yes. voice or something I don't know the two of them is that really random but I don't know that what's either popped into my head but but there's it's funny because I think of Whitney on Salt Lake City and I think of Brandy and Stephanie and Dallas and they all do that oh, hi um, I, I really want to make lockers in here like this crazy baby voices that just I just they're so alien to me I find them so fascinating wouldn't that be so funny if you actually got so if you grouped them together that if we did the housewives cabaret <laughs> if Luan let us into her cabaret so we, could, we the chorus we could get we could get those three the three squeakers we could get Luan Meredith yeah. and who else has got a deep sort of voice we might have to bring in Di- danielle Staub, even though she's a da- she's a liability she's kind of got a yeah a bit or of a maybe husker. lisa barlow because she has a kind of a rasp like lisa heather yeah there's a thing in the reunion where jen was explaining her job and she was like saying oh we sell advertising here and here for this thing online and everyone was like um okay and Lisa was like it's lucrative yeah it's lucrative yeah like she was like absolutely I got that when it's done dance lucrative just the way she says certain words absolutely cracks me up yeah she's funny yeah she's a tough she's a tough tough nut but uh yeah 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 lots of we have to do group them by voices if you told me this I could have totally done this as a professional voiceover artiste I could have grouped them and put them into a random sprung it on you I'm like a client who says we've changed the script I'm sorry you're actually reading it in a different language three different voices and you're like oh I can do I I, I was like I love the challenge let's go are we recording let's go you want it with a smile you want it slightly faster whatever you say that's what I'm gonna do I'm either gonna go slightly faster slightly slower with a smile or maybe more serious your invoice is in the post (laughs) let's go so something i love 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 asking both newcomers to housewives and the hardcore long-term group which of course you are a member (laughs) of (laughs) is 
if they, you know, you're on the show tomorrow, they get you get the call from Bravo and Angie <laughs> Cohen and they say, listen, Esther, time for a tagline. What are you picking and why? Okay, well, when you are a housewife fan and stan, you come up with taglines all the time. There's just little snippets of a conversation with your friend. You're like, that's your, that's your, that's your housewife's tagline yes, or whatever. Yes. But they kind of, they're ephemeral. They go, they come and they go. They live in the moment and they're gone. But so if you think about it, uh, an opening classic for my first season on the Real Housewives of Dublin 8 say this is what it's going to be you may not <laughs> you may not know Esther or Mordona who I am now but watch me this woman's going places <laughs> it's a, you have to they might have, you might have to you might have to slow it down <laughs> but do you get what I'm doing you may not know Esther or Mordona who I am now but watch me this woman's going places. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's good. I That's like lame. that. I even you could even do like you may not Esther Moore or don't know who I am, but watch me. Like uh-huh. even just watch okay. me. Full stop is very housewise, but it's like uh-huh. oh, oh, that's just good. Watch me. That's good. You may not know Esther or Moore, don't know who I am, but watch me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's quite like um. It's quite strong also it's cool to integrate your whole name right. like most of them like reference like their lives i'm like no put your name in their brand your name like. and you gotta brand it you gotta brand your podcast you gotta brand your housewives tagline let's go because <laughs> every as we have established everyone puts the o in the wrong place so we need to we need people to know straight away the o goes before the more esther o more donna who etc etc there we go <laughs> and actually because isn't your instagram name is esther two names i feel like it's esther two something names. Yeah. Yeah, like something with, like, I might have two last names, oh. but you're on my last nerve. Like something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> or it would be something like, you know, something like two names, two faces or something, and you better not get on my bad side. Or something like that. <laughs> Esther, two names. Yes. Esther, two names is my Instagram handle. <laughs> and you better know that doesn't work. But yes. <laughs> it's my Instagram handle. They'd be like, we're not putting your Instagram handle in the credits every week. You're like, my Instagram are. handle is at Esther, two names. But um, something like, uh, and then we just have to fade on to the next character or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> your tagline would just be like, follow me on Instagram. Follow Esther, two in- names. Subscribe to my potty. <laughs> let's go there's something in the honestly i'm gonna have to go away and think about something in like the term voiceover lends itself to like i i'm the queen of voiceover so listen up like something like that yes that is so funny that is so funny i'm the queen of voiceover so so listen up i've got some because i've got something to say or something but no that's good (laughs) yeah yeah i'm the queen of voiceover so listen up yeah yeah and, and, and then maybe like yeah and then maybe that's i was actually just gonna say i could visualize you twirling after that or even like maybe your second season you found your voice it's like i found my voice in the booth and in my life like something like that like <laughs> so we've we've got your tagline and we've got options mm-hmm. for your tagline mm-hmm. but yes. another thing i love to ask guests is you're throwing a dinner party tomorrow for Five people from the Real Housewives world, whether they're housewives, friends of, even the husband, side characters, whoever. What five people are you inviting and why? Okay, well, it's really difficult and I don't know. I don't know for certain, but I'm going to (laughs) say I'd love to... Okay, Sonia, because I think she's so entertaining and warm. And I'd love to hear about her. Who did you meet? What minor royalty were you friends with? Tell me about the Morgan family. I want to hear all of that. Like... 
The Morgan letters. The Morgan letters. The oversized Morgan um, table napkins. They're 15 feet long. Remember <laughs> she had those massive, and they're like, oh, that's what they do in, in old money. They all have massive table napkins, you know. I'm like, okay. And they were passed down for the Morgans. Um, I'd have, now this is not a person, I'd have uh, Yolanda Hadid's lemons. Lemons everywhere. <laughs> Just the table would be a lemon. As one of your five. As one of my five. <laughs> I'd have lemons in the glasses, lemons in the floor. Lemons Lemon. in, yes, Lemon. she loved her lemons and her her terrible glass fridge. Yeah, but it pretty cost her yeah. pretty cost her a quarter of a million to make that. I kind of like the glass fridge, but it was missing something. She needed to go more industrial. But look, that's that relationship's over now, and she's not in the situation. <laughs> she, she needs to go more industrial. Just a thought, Yolanda. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's in the past, but like time is time is an illusion. So maybe in the I can somehow travel there and tell you that back then, and also that you, you and your husband are not going to work out. And um, let me see, who else would I go for? I might go for Melissa Gorga because again, mm-hmm. I'd want the tea. Um, I want to learn all about New Jersey, but Teresa would just be. She wouldn't, she'd be too protected or she wouldn't really give you anything. I think Melissa, you can kind of get in the level with her and she'd tell us everything that's really going on. Um, so she would be a good one. Um, I kind of would like Karen Huger again from Potomac. Yes. She would be a good one. Um, she sort of has, even though she sort of was kind of evasive when she was, we were figuring out where does she live and why is she not telling us? And they were kind of mean, kind of, obviously she was going through something. It's like, why are they kind of delivering pizza to her house or trying to find out where she lives? Anyway, that's a different thing. But Karen Huger would be good because she's kind of got wisdom. I just like to hear her story, where she came from. Because yeah. remember it was last season when she was like the par- in the parade in her hometown. I was like, I thought that was cute. Um, so I'd like to hear about that. Um, also, it kind of, I find her infuriating, but Candy Stillard from Potomac as well, because I just don't know what to make of her. And I just think she'd be interesting to talk to. What's this relationship with mom? Because it's a weird kind of thing going on. That's kind of like Deandra as well. There's a whole money thing going on there as well, that she's sort of kind of been permanently kind of infantilized because her, her mother's kind of you know controlling the purse strings a little bit the only thing is if Candace is there she will insist on singing she's gonna walk in oh, like so Esther funny. So I'm funny. at dinner <laughs> with Esther yeah she's really trying to make that happen and look I mean I would have said Luan wasn't gonna make anything of it but look Luan has and so <laughs> yeah there is no one that can da- can use a napkin and dab tears from her eyes like Candy's you know there's no one who can yes, do it she is it's iconic it's iconic and um, I might and this is pretty too many people how many I have to count them up one Yolanda Hadid's well, lemons. We five included the lemons because I've really written them down. I'm like Sonia lemons. Okay, Melissa, well, Karen, well, maybe Candace. maybe we'll just, have another person. We'll just say maybe we'll substitute the lemons out. Maybe we'll just make sure, say to our party planner that we want a lot of lemons there in honor yeah. of Yolanda Hadid. So can maybe we can get another mm-hmm. person. I think I'd like Kyle Richards again because even though she oh. is so um. You, sometimes you think these people oh she's kind of down to earth but you're like actually no they're all bananas rich and they're all living in a different yeah. part of the universe but she's got all the she's been in Hollywood for so long she'd have loads of great tales and maybe her maybe Kyle what's her husband's name again um Maurizio Maurizio yeah he might be kind of good as well so I'd have her have her I think and maybe maybe um, maybe Candy from Atlanta oh yeah for sure Candy like because Candy would have like 
showbiz goss yes. business advice yes. and she'd want to like turn up and have a drink and get a little bit lit like I think she think she would want to have fun yeah Candy would yeah she's got it all because she'd be like Candy what's the best way to brand what should my tagline be should I have my rate card on my dress in the opening credits or do you think there's a better way to do things you know what I mean um, I, so she yeah she'd be definitely so let's say Candy Karen Sonia um, Yolanda Hadid's Lemons Kyle <laughs> And maybe and this is um, a Melissa, and then if someone got sick, these are standbys. We we might have Heather Dubrow come in because I want to understand oh. just the house you live in. What is the a level of wealth that's happening here? What is going on? Yeah, her her house is obscene. I always think of like the OC season where they were in Dublin, and she was when they were in, like they had the fight in the kind of doorway of BTS, and like. Heather had gone up to the bathroom and Brown Thomas and then when they all got kicked out and the first thing she said was like I was asked to leave the bathroom I was so embarrassed and I'm just thinking of her in those really posh toilets and Brown Thomas they being like I'm sorry madam you'll have to leave like I just wish we had actually seen that moment because when she was recalling it she was so livid uh, the bathroom like she was just livid yeah she's so funny because you can be kind of prim and proper she was really she's open minded yes. but also at the same time she's like is she really old money that you don't do things a certain way yeah. you know she's kind of I find her fascinating I love watching her when she does her Christmas decorations and Halloween decoration videos it's like this is obscene there's just so much going on do you ever watch her YouTube channel I've only seen bits of it but actually there's a, a previous guest of the show Brendan Davis he does a podcast with his friend called Come Through Queen it's all about his wives and he is forever mentioning Heather Dubrow on their show and he mentioned it on our episode and he's always talking about I love watching her house tours on YouTube so I feel like by proxy I have seen so many Heather Dubrow things because he's always talking about her she definitely has a cult following even now yeah you you have to watch them they're it's just just the obscene amounts of money they're spent just it's crazy it's bananas and you're like you live in a shop you live in a shop it's her house is so big it's crazy yeah. so that's kind of it's like a showroom just to show me Ooh. I mean they're all so wealthy but hmm. I like um your choice of candy bursts also because I love Candy's signature laugh when she's like oh I love her laugh yeah. she's always like what is going on yeah. and then she'll just go like I my goal will be to get to hear the candy burst laugh in person perhaps after she went oh, who said that yeah. and then she'd go mm. and just start she's laughing like, no yeah yeah so yeah I like those who else I mean I have a soft spot for like those kind of slightly boring characters like I would love to have Eileen Davidson out for dinner like she'd be oh, great yeah. crack. she'd be lovely she's like oh I, I love the centerpiece <laughs> Oh, it's, it's so fabulous. <laughs> like, she'd just be really, like, kind of, like, lovely yeah. and warm. And she, again, has been in show... She's kind of, like... She's sort of, like, yeah. in Coronation Street, but on a different glamour level for a kind of equivalent. She's been doing that job for so long. She's been in showbiz for so long. Yeah. But she's kind of interacting with the real people. She's, like, on the machine. So she's gonna... Yeah, she's gonna... Has a sort of... grant, Even though she's wildly wealthy, probably, she's grounded sort of in a way that some of them are just too up in the air. They're, like... Come on, come back down to earth. Also, speaking of like slightly boring but likable, Robin from Potomac, I feel like would be so lovely. I just get, yeah. I just love her, like her kind of drawl and like kind of like she's actually gone through an awful lot with her and Juan. And I just feel like she would be like, I just think she would be fun. I know. But isn't it so random? Like, there obviously is a logic towards it or about it, and she obviously is selling them, but I would be like, what are you going to bring out? Baseball caps. 
I need a line <laughs> yes. of baseball caps. Embellished, called embellished. And the, the fact that it sounded so like embezzled when she'd not pay her tax. Oh. I was like, Robin, you walked into that. Like, come I on. Know. And how mean leaving Karen out of the photos. Like, oh, I think that, that was really. Oh, I know. How bad can the photo be? Just put her on. You can bring it off the website in a few weeks, but like, put her up there. It's, uh, it's mean me okay go, I mean your dinner party now does sound quite lit like you've, you've you've gone across the franchises most people are not as good as you are at like really dipping into like each franchise when it comes to planning the dinner party oh thank you I had I, I, I was like I was like um had like um, Tom Cruise Mission Impossible at a big screen in front of me and I was like pulling heads down <laughs> who would make the ultimate dinner party and uh, so it was a it was a labor of love and I think I'd like to have it maybe would I have it in a mansion someone's mansion in Beverly Hills or would I have it in New York I'd have to iron those details out maybe we could have it at Bluestone <laughs> maybe we could have it at Bluestone Manor that would get me Dorinda yeah. as well on the sly Dorinda could be in the kitchen like helping you know doing her because on her YouTube she does a lot of like cooking um, cooking videos so yeah we could have a Blue- you love a housewives YouTube <laughs> well they're giving you that extra <laughs> you know when you're in between season and the off season you still yeah. want that hit you know uh, they're good they, they some of them are better than others and Dorinda's is She's pretty good. I would love to, you know, I always say this to people, like if you showed someone your YouTube recommended, it would be like really personal and really telling. And I feel like if we saw yours, it would just be like <laughs> the best of the Real Housewives of Melbourne, Dorinda's Bluestone Manor, best moments. Like I can actually see the <laughs> the grid. It's so funny. I, I say that with, you know, with your Kindle, the Kindle, your Kindle is your private space. You don't give the passcode to your partner because I have some horseshit on that. Like, you know, Pray to the Fairies or, you know, all these ridiculous books that you want to read but you don't want to see in public. If someone saw my my things I've bookmarked and my search history, yes, it would be quite embarrassing. Is she, was she a thinker? Was she a great mind? Let's have a look. No. No. She, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. They're like, no, never mind, guys. No, we, we'll we shut the, we're going to close the laptop down because she was private ultimately and we're just going to put that in. Uh, so no, the power's gone. She needs to charge it. Though. She she was a very private person and she would wellness looking at her search history yeah. or her YouTube or her, and especially not her Kindle. That was her safe spice. Burn the Kindle, burn the Kindle. <laughs> just my, my very best girlfriend's passing along. Burn the Kindle, burn the Kindle, burn the Kindle. <laughs> I think we should burn <laughs> Esther's candle first before anyone else sees it. I think that's good. Please don't ever look at my candle. It's embarrassing. Um, so when you're not, you know, catch up in your housewives or going in a rabbit hole on YouTube mm-hmm. about housewives, um, where can people find you? Well... I have an Instagram account. I don't know if anyone else out there has one, but I have an, yeah, you can, uh, yeah, I have an Instagram account, Esther Two Names, and um, it's easier than Esther, and we don't know who, Esther Two Names, and then I'm writing here and I'm writing there, so there's always links in the bio that you can click on if you wish, so uh, yeah, and the 80% podcast as well, it's on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts, so just go and have a listen. And there is a treasure trove of episodes, oh, there's you've so interviewed many. so many people for that. Yeah, so I've got Amy Huberman, Didden. See, what happens in my podcast is, my podcast is called The 80% because I'm 80% happy for the success of the people I speak to, and some people... If you come on my podcast, you will, you're guaranteed a great career. People come on my podcast, they start their own podcast. They eclipse my podcast in leaps and bounds. <laughs> it's a great gift. So I say to anyone out there, any up and comers, come and have a chat to me. And uh, yeah, you're gonna, I'm going to sort your career out. It's just magic. It's just magic. So there are plenty of places people can find you online. And I'm sure when you're not watching Housewives, you'll be very busy with all that stuff. Absolutely. So Esther O'Moore, Donahue, I'll make sure I get the name right. Um, thank you very much for coming on Housewives and Me. Connor, it was a delight. Thank you so much.
That was Esther O'Moore Donahue on Housewives and Me. You can check out her podcast and find her on Instagram as well. And I'm telling you, having listened to the podcast now, you will hear her voice everywhere. I literally was in Little today after editing that episode, and I was like, oh my God, Esther does the voiceovers in here. So I went from hearing Esther tell me all about her thoughts on Real Housewives to uh, reminding me to be mindful of people's space in Little, which I agree with, to be honest, but it was definitely surreal. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you liked what you heard today and you're on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating or review. It's really helpful for the show's algorithm and all that kind of thing. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Housewives and me. My social media is It's Connor B and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram there. And you can get brand new episodes of the podcast every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. So you can subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts, follow if you're on Spotify and uh, all the other good places. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>